Welcome to Perspectives on City Management, brought to you by the Texas City Management Association, or TCMA. I'm your host, TCMA Social Media Coordinator, Stacy Ford Osborne. Perspectives is a podcast about the people who work hard every day to keep Texas cities running smoothly. Each episode, we visit with city managers and other municipal public servants to discuss the business of local government and the people who make it work. Work-life balance can be a difficult thing to maintain in the city management profession, but our members seem to do a pretty good job of juggling the demands of their daily work with maintaining a happy and healthy home life. So today we're pleased to welcome two city managers who'll be joining us along with their spouses. They're going to tell us what work-life balance really looks like in the real world. It's my pleasure to introduce Paulette Hartman, Deputy City Manager in North Richland Hills, who's here along with her husband, Michael, and Danny Zink, the Assistant City Manager for Bernie, who's here with his wife, Lacey Dingman. Welcome to all of you. We're happy to have you here on Perspectives. Before we start talking about work-life balance, let's talk a little bit about you. Uh, Paulette, tell us um, tell us about your journey through city management and mm-hmm. what brought you to North Richland Hills and introduce your husband to us. Thank you. Um, so I'm Paulette Hartman, like you said, Deputy City Manager in North Richland Hills. And I started out in city government in 1995-ish. Um, as an admin admin assistant for the city of Fort Worth. And then uh, at the time, I also went into graduate school to earn my MPA. Uh, My first job in the direct city manager's office was with North Richland Hills when I was there the first time as an assistant to the city manager. And then from there, I was the town administrator in a small town called Copper Canyon, Texas, which is in Denton County, and then I was the city manager in Joshua, Texas for seven years, and then I got a call from the city of North Richland Hills in 2014, and they were recruiting me back for an assistant city manager position there, and so uh, we decided to go ahead and come back here, and um, I'm now the deputy city manager in North Richland Hills, and I oversee operational departments uh, except public safety. So I oversee planning and development, building inspections, parks and rec, uh, neighborhood services, which is our code compliance uh, and animal control and those types of things and also communications. And then this is my husband, Michael. Uh, Michael. (laughs) He works for a company called Vier and he does uh, he manages project managers. Basically, they sell medical equipment and he, he'll describe it better than I. He'll correct my explanation of what he does, but he, uh, he manages project implementations. So when they do large equipment installs in hospitals and doctor's office and those types of things. So he leads teams that do that. Um, he's also worked at a time for, for a long time for a company prior to that called Frontera Strategies. And they did mobile uh, diagnostic uh, tests, cardiovascular screenings, and he helped build that company from when they opened um, and when he left there. And I think it was 2018 to take another this other job. And and so we both um, in our in our marriage and our careers had full time demanding careers. We have three 
kids, um, kids, one's 20. So he's not really a kid anymore. Oh, they count uh, kids. <laughs> <laughs> our oldest is a junior at Texas A&M university. And our middle one is a junior at Keller high school. And our youngest is a, a seventh grader at Keller middle school. So we, and we have two French bulldogs, which I'm hoping won't interrupt the audio <laughs> too much. <laughs> If they um, do, that's just fine. We <laughs> so, Michael, you want to? No, you nailed it. Good job. <laughs> All right. Good job. <laughs> well, welcome to you both. It's really nice to have you here. And Michael, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today on perspectives and give us your perspective on work-life balance. We appreciate it. Um, and Danny, you've brought your spouse along with you today as well. Um, go ahead and introduce her and tell us about your background in city management and how you got to your position in Bernie. And um, um, Lacey, you also are in city management. Well, you work for a city as well. So you can tell us a little bit about your profession as well. Danny, go right ahead. So I'm Danny Zink. I'm the assistant city manager here with the city of Bernie. Uh, been in municipal government since about 2001. Uh, started uh, on the parks and rec side of things and have spent most of my career uh, in parks and rec community services uh, and came into uh, the ACM position about a year and a half ago uh, here with the city of Bernie. I've been with Bernie for the last 12 years as the parks director and community services director. Um, prior to that, spent some time with the city of Burnett where I started my career, uh, city of Buda. I uh, worked with uh, Robert Camarino, who's now the city manager in, in New Braunfels and a, a mentor of mine, uh, and the city of Coppers Cove uh, before coming here. So I got all the, the B cities that nobody can pronounce and then a, a small stint in, the, in Coppers Cove. So uh, when I answer the phone, you never know if I'm going to say Burnett, Buda, or Bernie. Uh, <laughs> that would be still, still to this day. So. Um, and so, uh, and I have learned that. Uh, I, would, I don't speak for my wife, so I'll let her tell you a little bit about her and her career. <laughs> Smart man. <laughs> <laughs> well. Hi, Lacey. Welcome. Uh, so, well, thank you. Um, my, again, my name is Lacey Dingman. I'm the director of Parks and Recreation in Marble Falls. I got here December of 2019, and I've done my tour day Texas as well. I've been in the cities of Stephenville, Georgetown, Hutto, and, and uh, Commerce before I got here uh, uh, almost three years ago, so... Good. So you've got you've had a nice, robust um, city career as well. And you can probably sympathize a little bit with what Danny does. <laughs> Absolutely. Excellent. Well, welcome. Welcome to all of you. Really glad to have you here. We're going to be talking about work life balance. Um, so before we get into how you manage that, tell us a little bit about what what you think that means. How do you define work life balance? You know, I, I think I, I spent a lot of time talking about this. Um, are thinking about this, I have to say, uh, since we since we were preparing for this uh, podcast, uh, Lacey uh, recently was in a regional meeting with one of my employees and kind of mentioned that we were doing this, and and my employee kind of scoffed at her, and uh, it really made me made me kind of thought about it. It spurred some conversation with us, uh, but it made me really kind of start thinking about uh, what you know the fact that work life balance means something very different to to everybody. And, and for me, it's not really about work-life balance and maybe balance isn't the right word to use um, because it's, you're not, you know, if you're, if you're in this position at this point in your life, you're not able to balance and give equal time to everything. It's more about harmony. It's about integration. Um, and that's where I think that we do a really good job of, of integrating 
some life into our work and some work into our life, um, but doing so in a way that that keeps us in harmony and keeps us happy and keeps us uh, full of energy. And that's really, uh, you know, what's important to us is that that we bring energy to our to our life and we bring energy to our work so that uh, we can do our jobs in our life the way the way that makes us feel good. It's kind of like work life harmony rather than work life balance, huh? Yeah, absolutely. How about you, um, Paulette? How would you define work life balance? I I agree with what Danny said. Um, I get asked to talk about work-life balance a lot, especially um, being a a mom and city manager and all of that. And I think that's exactly right. It's it's never completely balanced. Um, I think it's about being present in in what you are doing and being able to do that. And what I say to, I get asked to talk to a lot of women leaders or who want to be city managers about it. And what I always say is um, it it takes choosing the right partner. I I don't think that's true just for women. I think for men, uh, I always tell people, you know, Michael kind of knew from the beginning um, what I wanted to do for a living and, and what all that could entail. And, and so he knows what he signed up for basically in that regard at the same time, you know, he, he has goals and aspirations as well. And, you know, in order to be a good partner to him, I have to be able to support that. So, so in order to balance or to integrate, as Danny said, we do a lot of coordination, a lot of planning, a lot of looking at calendars. Um, We use the calendar a lot, uh, especially as our kids got older and started having their their activities that needed we needed to be at or take them to um it, it takes some effort and work but it it is it's possible but you can't be everywhere all the time and the, so the, I think Danny's right there's not ever true balance it's it's you give time where the time is needed so how long have you been together Michael and Paulette 25 years, 25 years. Okay. So yeah. that's a long time learning, about, yeah. learning all about <laughs> whatever, whatever work-life balance happens to mean to you. Michael, yeah. how did she, how did she do defining it? And do you agree with that? Or, or do you have a, a similar or different different definition? No, I think it's spot on. It's just about organization and just kind of setting the priorities. You do have to, you know, turn certain things off at certain times to stay focused on what's in front of you, especially with the kids situation. And so, you know, you just have to be intentional to make the time for what's important for you. You know, with two leadership-based positions uh, and careers, you're going to always have that, you know, bleed over of what fire, what's going on, what's the loudest thing that you got to deal with, and you got to be able to manage that appropriately and respect each other, you know, and support each other, you know, when those things do come up because it's kind of almost the the constant that's there, you know. So it's just uh, being intentional, I think, about uh, making time for what's right. Excellent. Um, Danny and Lacey, how long have you guys been together? We've known each other for about 16 years and, and uh, been married for three. Okay. So that's also a long time to be able to, to figure out how to, how to work out your, your life and your, and your work. And both of you work for municipalities. So, so that's a, a pretty unique, a unique thing to have to, to have to navigate along with your, with your, actual life. Lacey, how would you define um, 
work-life balance and especially when you're working with for a municipality as you both are yeah absolutely um so we um like like Danny alluded we we did have a little bit of a conversation about this because um you know we I think we don't always um do things intentional like because a lot of things come kind of natural for us both coming from parks and rec background we both very easily understand the pressures and so you know, and he's now taking a different role. And so that it's definitely changed somewhat, but um, there's quite a bit of just underlining understanding coming for one another. Just, you know, we, some things that we don't have to always over explain that when we, when we're pulled away and uh, we need to focus on things that work, you know, we can give each other grace and flexibility to do that. I will say, um, you know, we threw a little bit of a wrench in our, uh, our plan and, and went off and had a baby. Uh, she is 15 months old. And so oh, sometimes uh, she, drive a lot of our work-life balance because um, when when she needs something then then we have to adjust but I think you know uh, I think Danny hit on the head for us is that we both really enjoy our work and we know both of us would not be happy if uh, if we didn't get to um, you know focus on that and be present for for those work um, events that both that makes us happier um, in our personal life to make sure that we manage our work life and make sure things are uh, running well there. And so we both can understand that for, uh, for each other and, and just try to be as flexible as possible and um, just give grace where we need to as well. So we've talked a lot about like the idea that, that work-life balance sort of means being present. You all mentioned that about how you have to be present wherever you are, whether it's at work or whether it's at home or whether it's with your children or, you know, wherever you happen to be at the moment, what do you do to ensure that you're able to give equal time to the, to the things that you're doing? How, how do you, how do you do that? How do you concentrate on your work without getting distracted by what's happening at home or vice versa? How do you handle the things at home without letting work interfere? Or do you somehow manage to, as you, as you've all said, integrate it? How do you do that? So, so I'll say uh, a couple of buzzwords that came out, Michael, uh, as he was talking there, it's, it's about being intentional um, and, and being present, as you said, um, and so for us, you know, kind of the unique thing for us, both coming from that parks and rec background, as Lacey said, um, we're able to bring some life to work. So here in a few weeks, I know that she's going to open her ice skating rink. And that's going to mean that that over the holidays, uh, during Thanksgiving and Christmas, that she's going to have staff that's working. She's going to have things that are going to come up that she's going to have to react to. Um, but um, Carly and I will load up and we'll go help run the ice skating rink and we're able to put some family time and put some life into work. Um, and, and she, uh, she knows the same thing when we have things going on here. And so it, it's, uh, it, for us, it's a balance of knowing those cycles of, you know, we know when budget is our council meetings are on opposite Tuesdays. So I'm able to take off early every other Tuesday to go pick up Carly from uh, daycare and bring her home so that she can concentrate on council meetings and vice versa on my council meeting nights. Um, she's able to do that for me. And so uh, for us, it really is about about intermingling what we do and, and knowing that I think that's just part of uh, city government and especially Parks and Rec is um, knowing that you're going to you're going to have to spend some of that family time uh, doing things that are work related and that's OK. Uh, and so uh, make the most of it, be present in those times. Um, and then it's about quantity or quality over quantity. 
So when you are spending the time that you get together, it's, you know, as we said, being present, giving that quality time, um, making sure that, that we're doing the things that we love to do um, and, and really uh, giving our daughter as much of our attention as we can during those times. Do you think she'll go into city government? Uh, she she's going to do something. She's uh, <laughs> she's already in charge and uh, <laughs> and wants to be the center of attention. So she's a parks director already. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Paulette and Michael, you both work in different industries, but as you've you, as you've mentioned, you're both in leadership positions, and um, there are always fires that are that are going on at inconvenient times. Maybe how do you handle the um, the the need to be fully present in both of those instances from both of those places of your life? Well, I think for me, it's, it's, it's a combination. I think Danny said something similar, but it it just depends on the situation. Living by the calendar is one thing uh, that helps because knowing, you know, he knows, and I know when I have a, when I have a council meeting, when I have other meetings or events, I have to go to at night. So we just kind of step in same thing. He, he has, you know, things sometimes on the evenings or when he has to tra- travel. And so we, we do that. The other thing that came to mind, though, was when when there's an emergency happening or, um, you know, there's weekends that if the city manager's out of town and I'm the acting city manager, that I have to be paying attention to what's going on. Um, I You know, we do that anyway. I mean, it, whether I'm the acting manager or not. It's like Danny said, we have people on duty 24-7, so we have to kind of be paying attention to what, what's happening and, and at least be periodically checking our phones. But the winter storm kind of came to mind, and that's just something that really we hit. I don't, would not say we've perfected that kind of a situation, but we've talked through that. That was a situation where I had to be present and available for work, even though everything was shut down, um, I had to go, you know, into the emergency operations center and those types of things. At the same time, you know, Michael had to handle a lot of things here because our power was off like a lot of people's for multiple days. Uh, we were getting ready to move. Um, you know, all the kids, my dad lives down in Johnson County and just South of here. And, he was getting ready to take all the kids there and I was getting ready to start sleeping at city hall because we had, we were without power. Those types of things take a lot of talking through because, you know, as, as the, the man of the household, you know, he wants to make sure that I'm taken care of as well. My thing and, and a lot of city managers are like that. Our primary role at that time, we need to make, we need somebody to, that we can trust to know that our family is taken care of because we have to be present in the EOC. And it's, it's stressful for, for both of us. Um, at the same time, I think Michael knows, you know, that that's, <clears throat> if he's handling the stuff at there, then I can handle the stuff at work. And then I've learned that I've got to check in with him to let him know kind of what's going on at the office and that I'm okay. And that, you know, it, it's going to be okay or what the situation is so that they can adjust accordingly. So, um, so those are the types of situations where it becomes pretty difficult, but where it's really important that your partner, your spouse knows what it is that you signed up for when you took, you know, your city management job, because those are, are a lot, become a lot more stressful in those, in those times. Michael, have- what was, what was that like for you during the, during the EOC? I mean, I know I was, I was 
also dealing with an EOC during, during the storm. And my husband had to handle all the stuff that was handling in that, you know, happening in the house. And I just disappear for our, our EOC was virtual, but I would just disappear for, you know, most of the day <laughs> handling, handling the crisis, the communications for that crisis. And, um, um, what, what was that like from on your end, Michael? Um, and how, how do you think that you all handled it? I think it was just another day for me, <laughs> yeah. to be honest with you. It wasn't that big of a deal. It's just one of those things, just open lines of communication and, you know, outlining kind of what needs to get done and getting it done. So, you know, our kids are at an age now too, where you can kind of delegate some, you know, roles and responsibilities to them and kind of a team approach per se. But yeah, to me, it was just another day. How does, how does Paulette help you understand what she signed up for? Well, I think she's been playing this for a long time and, you know, it's, it's outside of the traditional 40 hours a week. There's a lot of evenings and weekend work that she has to do. And so it's just, you know, being upfront and honest, uh, you know, with kind of what the expectations of the position are. So when you're looking at making changes within, you know, taking on a new job, what are those roles and responsibilities look like? What departments are going to report up to you? You know, what are your support teams look like and things like that. So I think it's just, again, an open line of communication to really um, keep that dialogue open. So it's, there's really, you know, you limit your surprises to some degree. Do you feel like she's accessible when you, when you need her to be for, for you and for your family? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, you know, as time's gone on, the demands have changed, whether it's my, you know, needs uh, or our kids. And so, um, yeah, it's, she's always, uh, for the most part, pretty accessible, you know, outside of council meetings and certain things like that. But it's just, you know, when she's during those things, it's kind of, you know, it's, you're, you're kind of, I guess you could say you're kind of on your own and you do your own thing uh, while she mm -hmm. focuses on that stuff. So, yeah, if I've got an issue popping up and I need to reach out to her, she'll step out of the meetings and, and we can connect for a period of time as well. So she's, for the most part, pretty accessible. And then um, vice versa <laughs> for you, Paulette, um, is Michael able to, are, are you able to to talk to Michael when you need to and to, to get the, the information, get communicate with him, I guess, <laughs> when there's, when there's a problem or when you, when you just need to talk to him about something, are you able to carve out time either in your day or, you know, obviously he's going to have a busy schedule too. Um, how do you, how do you make that time and ensure that you're able to have those discussions? Well, I don't, I don't know that I think it, I guess it's just become a habit um, over these many years, I would say in the beginning, probably. And as I, I began you know, to get promoted or took those um, first city management jobs, the, those discussions were probably more difficult, I guess, because I've in, been in the business for as long as I have, and he's been part of that this whole time. <laughs> they, it just comes easier. So, um, you know, I think what I have to remember is it's important to line out like this is, you know, this is going to be the expectation of me in this situation. At the same time for him, it's, it's the same way, you know, he's, He's got to, um, and he does communicate to me about some expectations that he has going on. You know, um, his his job is more of a regular hour job. However, he has clients all over the country, so there's different time zones and different things happening. So uh, we just take the time to sort of communicate what our week looks like, and I guess we learn that. Um, 
when one of my first city management jobs and we hadn't really done a good job of doing that kind of outline what outlining what the week looked like and um and it got very stressful and very hectic <laughs> i'll just say it that way and so from, <clears throat> from then on we kind of learned it's important even if it looks like it's a quiet week at the beginning of the week at least to sit down and say hey you know here's here's what my calendar looks like here's what his calendar looks looks like and then now with the kids too you have to add in their things it does get easier once our kids are able to kind of drive themselves places that that gets easier you you worry more but it gets easier for the (laughs) schedule uh so yeah i would say you know he's always done a really good job of just you know communicating about about those things as well do you literally sit down with your whole family at the beginning of the week and say, okay, let's go through our, our schedule for the week? Or do you just all have the same calendar and you just make sure you're, you're attuned to it? Well, we used to do that. And we, when the kids were smaller, we did actually sit down most of the time on Sunday nights and kind of take a look at what everybody had going on. Now it's more um, kind of on the fly. I would say uh, we don't all have the same calendar, but we, we put, on, on my calendar, it has my stuff and it has the kids stuff and Michael's stuff. So we sit down with that calendar and we look, okay, here's what's going on. Okay. And it can happen more quickly now because it just, it's just a habit we have, but that, that is very helpful. It doesn't always work out <laughs> the way that we thought, uh, especially in <clears throat> what we do for a living, but, um, but it helps us at least adjust when the unexpected things come up as they always do. <laughs> of course. Now you have, we have um, Danny and Lacey here who have a, a brand new child that they're adding to their mix <laughs> having to coordinate that. Do you have any advice for them about how to, how to integrate um, child, child raising with, with busy schedules? Oh, it's hard to remember when my kids were that little, but. <laughs> you plan on having more than one? You're done with one? Oh, then you're good. You got this figured you're good, out. You're good. Well, they're both um, shaking their heads. No. Yeah. <laughs> I would say uh, it takes, it does take a village. We've always been blessed that we lived fairly close to family. So we've family has helped us a lot, especially when the kids were little, Um, when we couldn't, for whatever reason, one of us couldn't get to one of the kids on time or something like that. Um, So I would just say that, you know, rely on your friends and family who you trust and who are willing to help you. Uh, rely on those other parents <laughs> as, as your baby gets older and gets involved in things. Um, a parent network is important in, in getting, getting kids to and from where they need to be. Uh, so I would say those are the, for me, at least the, the things that helped was relying on our family and then forming that. I got told by another uh, female city manager, Shauna Yelverton in Southlake one time, that mom network, you have to form it and it's critical, <laughs> not just for getting your kids picked up and to the places they need to be, but also for staying informed about what is going on in school. <laughs> um, because those moms that, that can be more involved in that, they are very good at, at helping those of us that can't, for the most part, uh, know kind of what what's happening in reality in the school. <laughs> <laughs> get the, get the actual, the actual story sometimes. Right. Yep. (laughs) Well, Lacey and Danny, how, how have you managed so far? How, who, how, who helps you (laughs) and what do you do to help each other um, when you have 
when you're when you're trying to be present in all places in your busy lives. So <clears throat> real quick, we were kind of talking about winter storm Uri and even even COVID, it, you know, was that was an interesting kind of a dynamic around our household just because, you know, you kind of had passing EOCs where, you know, we're both on Zoom and we're trying to hide out in different corners of the house so that we can hear our meetings and not have to uh, interfere with each <laughs> other. But then but then it was like, hey, what are you guys doing about this or, or, or how are you guys handling that? And so there, you know, it's, it's almost this in, in-house network of uh uh, information coming from multiple cities. So uh, definitely interesting watching us run around the house, trying to operate those EOCs virtually. I can only imagine. <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> um, but, you know, for us, um, it's exactly like you said. That I So as I said, we've been together three years, but I have two older daughters, uh, 25 and 19, and actually have a grandson that's a little bit older than my daughter uh, by, by a few months. Uh, so... You know, I, I've been through been through this uh, um, before. Um, we definitely kind of bring different perspectives and um, and how we do that. But you know, I think it's you know it's part of um, that Parks and Rec just kind of mentality that you know you bring the kids and they're a part of it, and and uh, your kids are there. Both of my my uh, older daughters grew up in the rec center, and uh, you know just kind of went along for events and. Um, so we do a lot of a lot of that. Uh, like I said earlier, our council meetings happen to uh, align so that we're able to help each other out. Um, but, you know, uh, we have family that that help out, friends that help out, like you said, and and you just have to rely on that. And, and uh, luckily, I think um, we both have very healthy cultures at work uh, that allow for uh, flexible schedules that allow for us to uh, um, prioritize our families. Um, and so, um, in both of our cases, we're able to take off when we need to and, and uh, deal with those things uh, while while still um, maintaining the connection with our workplace. And I think that's that's when we when we talk about integration and we talk about uh, harmony. Um, that's the other side of that is being able to still work while you're at home now, um, and and doing the things like we're doing right now over Zoom. You know, Zoom. It's not you know we think Zoom started with COVID that it, you know, was an invention that came from COVID and, uh, you know, for a lot of us, that's, that's when it started. Um, and so, but now, you know, we have a lot more tools. Uh, we have a lot more understanding, um, when we talk about, um, our leadership understanding that our, our folks need to need to be able to do those things and be flexible with their families. Um, you know, certainly Lacey's given me a, a different perspective, um, just having her in the house and, and how much, you know, what that different, um, experience is for us, uh, for a woman in the workspace uh, with a child versus a man in the workspace with a child and what those expectations are uh, and how those differ. You know, if I say, hey, I need to take a week off because uh, it's spring break and the kids out of, not in daycare, everybody looks at me like, what, you know, what do you mean? But then there's also other expectations that are, that are put on Lacey that aren't put on me. Um, and so, you know, those those different perspectives are, are hard to get without, you know, us being in that same space and, and, you know, really being in communication with each other and relaying that back and forth. So uh, it's been interesting for me. What about you, Lacey? What, what, what have you relied on to help you help you? I mean, we keep saying being, be present, but I think that's the best way to put it. Um, what, what have, what, what are your resources that have helped you um, to be present in, in all the different places of your, your very busy, very stressful life, I'm sure. 
Well, um, in addition to things that Danny spoke about, I mean, just to elaborate a little bit further, I mean, I think as I've moved up in my career and I'm in a point of um, influence, uh, I've, I've tried to bring that that mentality of having real good, you know, a, a positive culture within the workplace that I'm perpetuating. So, you know, I, my another support system is my team, you know, that uh, that they're flexible, that they understand that, you know, they might receive response for, responses from me, you know, in the middle of the night from emails because that's when I can get to them or that's when I get dedicated time. Or it means that, you know, like we said, you know, maybe Carly has to just tag along for certain things that are appropriate um, to make that happen. Um, and, you know, I think that has caused me to be a better leader. So that way I can really reflect on, you know, how to make a more harmonious work environment for the people that I lead and make sure that I'm being cognizant of, hey, we just worked all weekend, you know, take a Monday off either for your own mental health or just to take care of your family or, or other things that might be piling up on you. Because if you're stressed about those things, then you can't be present here and do good work for the city. And so I think that's, I think maybe that's the biggest beneficiary of um, being with another person uh, that's in municipal government. We get to share those experiences. Um, we get to have a lot of empathy and understanding for one another. But I think, the, you know, I think our staff gets to be the beneficiary of that as well, because like you said, you know, he can see things from my perspective and, um, and, and I can from his as well. And, and we can try to make a better culture for our staff, um, you know, those that we lead and, um, trying to make it better for them. You know, I certainly have always tried to, uh, I thought I was really good at saying, hey, take time. Um, and I, you know, and I really prided myself on that for many, many years that I thought, hey, when you need to take time for family or you've got, you know, child needs, has a play that you want to make it to at two o'clock, you know, go do that, you know. Um, but I realized that, um, uh, I, I definitely had some room for improvement when it was when it was uh, real life for me, and I realized how often children get sick or um, emergencies pop up that um, just have, and it's a different level of empathy at this point that I have. And so, in addition to all our friends and family, and Danny and I just being, you know, our number one support system, I know I rely a lot on my staff of being flexible and understanding as well. That you know, some things, um, you know, we lead people, we don't. We don't lead robots, and so um, people have things come up, and so we just need to understand that and be flexible. And um, you know, the work work is as long as the work is still getting done, and you know, more times than not, it does. Of course, and I think that's that's sort of the nature of of working for a city. Um, a city is a is an ever changing thing, and it's not like a like a brick and mortar business, you know, that may open at, at eight o'clock and close at 5 p.m. The, the city is always running. There's always things going on. And so um, I think people that work for cities are just naturally a little bit more um, sympathetic when it comes to families, because um, just as cities ebb and flow and change, um, so, do, so do families and family. I mean, the, the dynamics, I mean, within a city and within a family as well. Um, Lacey brought up a really good point, And actually, uh, Danny, that that during the pandemic, we all um, looked at work and life a lot differently. Um, and we, we have, I, I think a lot of us came out of that experience with really interesting and different perspectives on what it means to have work-life balance. It means a very different thing here in 2022 than it did in 2018 and 2019. How do you think um, 
that concept has changed, um, both just for the world in general, but for, for yourselves personally, um, Paulette, how, how, how is, yeah, how I'll talk about changed? that first because it, you know, when, when Danny was talking about that, um, so for me, there, there was a couple of things in, in all of my, at least city management roles, I've had the ability in, in starting in when I was in the town of Copper Canyon, it was negotiated in my contract. I had one, I think one day a month to work from home so I could work remote. And what's interesting about that is they brought that up because I was at the time I had uh, my oldest who was two and, um, and, and so it was a, it was a family thing, you know, they were being considerate, you know, I was a female, I was obviously still of childbearing age and had, had a little one already. And so that was something they offered for some flexibility. And so a couple of things related to what Danny and, and Lacey were saying is a thought that occurred to me was, well, do the men ever get asked that question? <laughs> and I don't think they do. So talking about the expectations, they may now, but they don't. Um, so that was one thing that I always try to talk about um, when I do talk about work-life balance is that it is not just for the women and for the moms, it is for everyone. And in particular, make sure that you are also offering those things same things for the dads and, and for the men in your, in your organization. So there's that. And then even in Joshua, I was able to work remotely. So that's something I've always um, been able to do. I, you know, I didn't do it very often, um, but it was always available. I think with the pandemic, you know, um, my boss, Mark Heinemann, he's, he's a little bit older. He's, he's in the baby boomer generation. He, he's not typically been a fan of of working from home and telecommuting. Um, but what happened during the pandemic is it changed his mind a little bit about that because we were all forced to work from home. And he asked that people actually do work from home and they do take advantage of, of the resources that we now have in today's world um, to, to, to be productive while we're having to be at home. I mean, an example is this week, I've been sick and and actually, so has um, boss. So we've both been sick. We were different, different things, but but so but we've both been still working, you know, from home this this whole time. And so I think that is what the pandemic helped changed is is that people had to use the sort of telecommuting resources, and they realized how productive you can be from home, and how it can help um, with that work life life balance as well. There's less use of sick time, even um, moms, you know, that, that her parents, I should say that when you have a baby and if you want to be at home with the baby, you can still do some work from home. That's something that I did both in, in uh, Copper Canyon and in Joshua. When I was in Copper Canyon, I had my middle son, Jackson. And so for, so for a few weeks after he was born, I, I took off two weeks, but then I worked from home for a couple of weeks and then I actually took him into the office with me. It was a teeny tiny town. There was only two other employees and I would bring the pack and play and he was there, you know, um, but, but for some of that, I could work from home. Same thing with my daughter. She was born when I was in Joshua and I was able to work from home um, quite a bit when she was first born. And so you don't lose that productivity. And I think the pandemic has just made that uh, realization more prevalent for everyone because we've, we've had to, to use it. So and what, when you say, um, you know, it, it has the ability to be able to work while you're at home, um, 
has obviously become much more palatable to people because they understand that you actually are working, even though you're at home. How has that affected your home life? Um, well, I'll let Michael talk about this because his job that he has now, he works from home all the time, even before the pandemic. It's 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 helped a lot. But I think that when we were all at home during, during the lockdown, all the kids and me and everyone, I think it got a little bit more challenging. So I'm going to ask him to talk about his his perspective on how that's how that's impacted him. Yeah, I would love love to hear that. Yeah, I mean, I think my world didn't really change a whole lot uh, whenever the pandemic hit. I was 100% remote to begin with. And so I think it was just managing having the extra kiddos at home and, and getting them situated and structured. But, you know, I think what was important to, you know, working remote from home is that you have the tendency almost to work more. So you have to figure out and set those boundaries, um, I think is important, uh, because if not, you don't you don't really ever turn it off and you have to be able to turn it off to focus on your other priorities. And so I learned within pandemic, the importance of setting, you know, boundaries, really taking care of yourself first um, was important because I would just continue to work, you know, throughout the entire day. So I think taking breaks and taking care of yourself, going to the gym, doing things like that, it helps you basically um, take care of uh, your other priorities better, the more that you and uh, better that you do self-care. And so I think that's kind of the key thing that the pandemic taught me was just making sure you set those upfront boundaries, both on with your family, when you do work from home, that this is a workspace and I have to take care of patients and things like that. But at the same token, um, you know, just being able to balance everything, it makes it a little bit more challenging, more challenging than people uh, that don't work from home. Um, I think quickly learned whenever the pandemic you know, hit is like, how do I balance these things appropriately? How do I take advantage of technology to maximize the, you know, really what's there? So. And also how do you cut it off the technology when you need to you step away from work, you know, for a little while? Yep. I think people understand if you don't answer their emails right away, but we're so conditioned to do that. <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's just a matter of saying, I am, I will answer that tomorrow. It'll still be here. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that's sometimes a, a challenging thing for people to do. And I think during the pandemic, especially um, that became really hard for people to, to be able to be like, okay, I would, I would leave the office normally at this time. So I also have to leave my computer. And if something happens on my phone, just let it stay there <laughs> until tomorrow. Right. So um, I, I have a question for you. We've been talking a lot about how, how work work and home life sort of intertwine often. Do you all define yourselves as what your title is at work? Or do you define yourselves in some other way? Like when you introduce yourself, do you say, I'm Paulette, I'm an assistant city manager? Or do you say, I'm Paulette, I have three kids? You know, like, how do you, how do you most define yourself? I, I'll, I'll say, I, I never do say, unless I'm maybe in a, a you know, at TML or at, at a conference <laughs> or something like that. Um, but certainly not ever, you know, in general, would I do that? But, um, I think, I think whether you want it to be or not, what you do, if you're at this point in, 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 a, in a career, you're a city manager, you've put a lot of effort, you put a lot of work, uh, into what you do. Uh, and it certainly has, um, given some definition to your life. Um, but it's important to realize that nobody else defines us. Nobody else defines what what this work life balance, work life harmony is for us. Um, Lacey and I define that. 
right? And so uh, as I was kind of teasing my coworker um, that made the comment um, about, you know, kind of scoffing that we were going to have some kind of conversation about work-life balance, um, you know, that that really became, uh, uh, you know, upfront for me that we define what brings us energy and what our harmony is and nobody else can do that for us, right? What they see from the outside uh, is that we we love what we do and that we give a lot of effort and a lot of energy to it. But what they don't see um, is the effort and the energy uh, and the presence that we bring to our time together uh, when it's just the two of us or just the three of us. And so I think that's the important thing is, is that we define that and that we, we know what that is for us. How about you, Lacey? Well, um, I think, you know, for me, I think this has been a, uh, a transition that's happened probably more recently. I think for a long time, you know, my, my life really did revolve around my work. Um, I think I've, I even, you know, had these conversations with my, some of my uh, teammates just saying, you know, really my success was built on the fact that I could just give all the hours I needed to in a given day in order to be successful. And that's probably some of the parks and rec culture because we're used to working long hours. We're used to working, you know, events. And so I was used to this where I could just, if I needed to stay till 10 o'clock, if I need to put in 80 hours in one week, if that's what I needed to do to be successful, um, that's just what I did. I will say, um, you know, have becoming a parent that is that has definitely changed my focus. I mean, and that's just it's not even. And I had to really come at, come to peace with the fact that no longer could I uh, operate like that. And I had to be okay with um, coming up with different mechanisms in order to stay on top of things that, you know, uh, sheer volume of hours, you know, is not it is not at my leisure anymore. And so, um, you know, just you. Know, maybe delegating a little bit more and um, making sure that um, I'm, I'm being fair to myself and not putting too much on myself. But so I certainly think when you ask if I define myself as, as a partial rec employee or partial rec director, I think I probably did for a really long time. I think in, in a short amount of time in the last couple of years, um, I, you know, things are becoming more well-rounded for me and I've been able to, you know, really in my own internal evaluation of myself, kind of see, okay, there's other layers to me. Um, but it, it came from a sheer just love for my, what I did and, and not to sound, you know, just super nerdy for city government, but I, you know, I've really, I've just loved what I've done for so long. And so it was easy to kind of define myself by that. Um, but certainly I had to make some changes over the last few years and, and they've been for the better. And, um, and I found, you know, other other uh, things that obviously bring me joy and being a mom is one of those things. And um, so, you know, it's definitely been a transition period for me in the last few years, but it's been a good one. And so I would say, you know, maybe maybe eventually I'll start uh, introducing myself as Carly's mom. But um, <laughs> I think for a very good amount of my time, I, you know, I probably would have defined myself as the Parks and Rec Director. Um, certainly you know, a lot of our friends are other municipal employees. And so, you know, um, you know, several layers of our lives are intertwined with our, our work. Um, and so, you know, it's been, it's been a nice transition and I feel like it's been, you know, 30, 37, uh, 38 years old, I'm going through this other transition of now becoming a parent. And, um, you know, it's definitely been eye opening on all the things that I had to just make adjustments on. We're all just a big tapestry of all of our experiences, aren't we? Paulette, how about you? So I would probably say, you know, similar to Lacey, um, 
I guess, you know, I used to in the beginning um, define myself mostly by what I did. And I think, and I think Danny's right. A lot of people that's just kind of automatic. They sort of see you as, as what you do, <clears throat> especially if they don't know you outside that circle. I think, you know, over the last, well, since I had kids, that's, that's evolved. And, and I think really the world that we live in now, you, you kind of have to integrate kind of all those things into who you are. But at the end of the day, you know, we define who we are. <laughs> um, and, you know, between Michael and I, we, we define what our life looks like, what our values are and what our priorities are. Um, when I introduce myself, I, I think it just depends on the situation, but I would say I rarely introduce myself with my title. I might say I work for the city of North Richland Hills, um, but I do, you know, at, at the kids stuff, it is, you know, I'm Kayla's mom or I'm, you know, Jackson's mom. I'm not, <laughs> that's just, it just depends on, on where I am. But as a whole, I try to, I, I try to work on, you know, that, that all makes up who I am, um, so that's, it's an interesting question though, to talk about how you, how you introduce yourself. Um, but I think it just depends on the situation. And I do think that evolves for all of us over time, whether you have kids or don't have kids or, or whatever. I think, I think your values and priorities just shift as you have different and your identity shifts as, as you have different life experiences. Michael is the only non-municipal employee in the crowd. Um, do you define yourself as not working for a city when you're talking <laughs> to people? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just kind of one of those things. I work in healthcare. Paula didn't really care a whole lot about that, and I don't really care a whole lot about city government, so it works out really well. It works very well, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it just depends on the venue. I mean, there's some. I'm, I'm just Paulette's husband. You know, that's kind of the name tag I'll wear, but, you know, as you get older, you kind of – I learned a long time ago that titles really aren't important. And so, you know, it's, it's just, you're comfortable in your own skin doing what you're doing. And as you get older, you have so many different irons in the fire and you kind of focus on what's important at that moment. And so whether it's a dad, whether it's a colleague, whether it's a friend, I mean, you know, titles don't define any of that in my opinion. It's just, you know, you kind of, uh, the, the perception that you give off is, you know, really just, how people, you know, that you interact with, how they deal with it, you know? And so I think that it's important just to be genuine, be honest, and, you know, just be a good person to those that you interact with. And, and that's really kind of the title almost that you kind of, uh, I guess, adopt over time. But know? Michael gets introduced at Texas uh, City Management Association events as St. Michael. Oh, <laughs> so, yes. And also all of my, my sorority sisters and good friends, they, they gave him that name, St. Michael, <laughs> for his ability to put up with me and what I, what I do. <laughs> well, I think, I think what, what all of you have said is, is really um, indicative of what work-life balance is all about, you know, being able to, to not define yourself by one specific thing, but, but to understand that you are part of, um, part of a greater whole, you know, and, and all of the different parts of your life certainly make you who you are and you uh, contribute back to all of those parts of your life as well. So um, maintaining that balance is really about um, being able to, to integrate all of those things together and, and to still, still maintain your own identity. So I just, I wanted to talk about just real quick. It, I do think it's important as leaders that organizational flexibility, I think we've all hit on that. And um, making sure that you, you know, 
are flexible as a leader with your staff and and understanding that life happens and, and we all have families and life outside of work. One of the things that a session that we're going to have at the small cities uh, clinic in Granbury in February is a session called Parents as Managers. We, we've done that session for the Texas Women Leading Government Institute as moms as managers for a number of years, but we're kind of broadening it and changing it. And that's one of the reasons is to get uh, to, you know, to understand that all parents, men, women, all men and women in your, even if you're, they're not parents, there are family obligations and things that we all need to be sensitive to. And um, that's really the main point of it. So, so that's, that's why it's important to continue to talk about this. I think in our, in our profession is um, the more that we're flexible with people and understanding and give them grace, the better employees they are and they can be. And Paulette, I, I think that's exactly, um, exactly true. And, and I, I think, in saying that it's important, let's be perfectly clear. It's easy to listen to this and go like, oh, these guys have it all figured out. We fail miserably all the time at, at this exact thing of work-life balance or harmony or integration or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we fail miserably at it all the time. Uh, it's not something that you just, you you figure out and it's always going to work. I mean, it's, it's always a working relationship. It's always uh, evolving as, as, <clears throat> Uh, projects come up as uh, as evolve, uh, careers evolve, as children grow, as as new things introduce themselves into the mix. So, um, you know, don't want anybody to think that it's that anybody has it figured out. It's it's something you have to figure out for yourself, and it's something you constantly work at, and you fail at, and you get better at, and you continue to work at. So, um, you know, it's important for us as leaders to make sure that we make that as easy as we can for those folks that we lead. So. Well, thank you all for, for sharing your insight and your experiences with us and helping us to understand a little bit better about what what work-life balance means in the real and doesn't mean <laughs> in the real world. We really appreciate your time, um, especially you spouses for joining us and telling us your perspective. Um we it's always nice to hear from people who are who are not um who are not city managers getting their perspective on on what that's like. Um and Lacey, of course, your additional experience as a as a public service employee um, is is really, really unique and really interesting. So thank you so much to our guests, Paulette and Michael Hartman, Lacey Dingman, and Danny Zink. To learn more about resources for TCMA members that can help with maintaining a healthy work-life balance, please visit us online at tcma.org. Perspectives is brought to you by the Texas City Management Association, or TCMA. Our podcast is written and produced by me, Stacey Ford Osborne. You can learn more about TCMA online at tcma.org, and you can make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm your host, Stacy Ford Osborne. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to bringing you a new episode soon. <laughs>